You're listening to Giggle Mug Sounds. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Go Home, You're Drunk, a comedy horror role-playing adventure which sees a comedian try and find their way home after a night out. My name is Sam Cochran and I'll be serving as a guide on this adventure. Today I'm joined by the fantastic Jordan Gray. How are you doing, Jordan? I'm very well, thank you, Sam. This is a wonderful premise for a podcast. I've never heard of anything like this before. I'm excited to get drunk and or go home. Lovely. So uh, this podcast takes some inspiration from Dungeons and Dragons. The story is improvised and your actions will be dictated by dice rolls, specifically a 20-sided die called a D20. The higher you roll, the better you perform, and there's just four stats you need to remember. Brains, brawn, feet, and chat. Jordan, I've asked you to give each a plus one, plus two, plus three, and minus one on dice rolls. What have you gone for? I think brains at the top. Is that Does that sound about right to you? Yeah. That's all I was ever praised for as a kid was my brains. Um, I certainly didn't have any sporting prowess, so that's going to be right there at the bottom. That'll definitely be the minus one on the brawn. And then I think because yeah. I'm from Essex, I'll go a plus two on chat, on the banter side of things. And I guess that leaves feet at one. Which is kind of, nice. that's not necessarily particularly representative of me because I'm transgender and I've got massive feet. But in for the purposes of this story, I've got plus, I've got plus one foot. I've got one foot <laughs> for the sake of this story. <laughs> so let's see how Jordan Gray handles the chicken dipper ripper. <laughs> yeah, strap in. It's late. You stumble down the street. You're seeing double. Uh, where have you been tonight? Been out and about, living my best life, sort of um, meeting people and giving them advice on the street, much like a sort of a Samaritan might do, but not in a religious way, just in a, you're all right, don't worry, life's not so bad. But because we had such a lovely time, they shared with me their um, their alcohol. Did you meet anyone particularly interesting? Yeah, there was this uh, homeless fellow, lovely, rough, sleepy fellow, he was really nice. And I sat next to him thinking, oh, I'll be on his level and I'll chat. But then um, he got up and he was a lot bigger than me. And it was quite intimidating because it was dark and it was late at night, but he turned out to be the loveliest man. You wouldn't think he'd have all the alcohol to share, but he did. He had a little stash. Did you catch his name by any chance? Jonathan Majors. Did, <laughs> Jonathan it's not Majors. that one. On the streets since being fired by Marvel. Not that one. <laughs> right, right. By name, by nature. He was quite a tall, he was a tall guy, so I guess like he's a major figure in my life now. Okay, well, I hope he reappears at some point in this story. As you continue down the roads, you pass a vegan bar called The Carrot Shadow. Jazz music can be heard coming from inside, but that's certainly not what you're craving right now. You walk by chicken shop after chicken shop, knowing that your favourite fast food joint is just a little bit further down the street. You pass Chicken City, Chicken Hotel, Chicken Cathedral, before finally arriving at your second home, Chicken... Uh, Menagerie. (laughs) But when you step inside, the place is trashed. I'm talking wings on the floor, buns on the counter, and that's a description, not a request. There's red (laughs) everywhere. And yellow and white. That's right. They got into the sachets. Oh, no. What do you want to do? It's a real mess. I mean, I'm not feral, but it's still... I mean, the chicken's a chicken, a bun's a bun. I'm not going to wipe some up off the floor, but I'm at least looking about at first. I'm examining my surroundings to see if there's at least something that hasn't got 
dirt on it. I like that your reaction wasn't just to kind of investigate what, what the hell has happened, but more, is there some food available? Can I put something together here? Hierarchy of needs, isn't it? The food's first. Once I'm satiated, then I shall examine to see if everyone's okay. I'll be nervous, so I'm holding onto the door frame. In case, I don't know why that's going to help, but it's like, well, if I get too far in, I could be trapped. So yeah, it's, um, I'll call out. I'll definitely call out to see if there's anyone there. Why don't you roll brains? There we go. Surprisingly, I'm 14. Nice. So you're pretty with it at this point, and you do see a fair amount. Obviously, you, you call out, but you don't hear anyone call back. What you do notice, though, straight away, is as you're kind of perusing the area for foods, you, you notice some scratch marks on the counter as if someone's been dragged out of the shop against their will. You follow these scratch marks off the counter and notice that on the floor, there's a name badge, which reads Ronnie. Across the wall, there's loads of employee of the month pictures, but you notice they're all of the same man, Ronnie McFowl. <laughs> um, presumably, do you, you know Ronnie from, as, as this is, you, you've been here a few times? I recognise that face, but this is the first time I've learned Ronnie's name because I've always come in here quite drunk and I just call him boss. I always say, hello boss, can I have a kebab boss? And he says, we don't do kebabs, it's a chicken shop. And I said, oh no, yeah, chicken then, whatever you've got chicken. I associate him with the good times of a full stomach and a nice evening out. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's disappointing, isn't it? When you go in there, you're expecting to say boss to your, your usual guy and nowhere to be seen. And that is really what's happened today, although more likely that he's dead. Um, than just not on his, his shift. Um, Thing is, I used to call him boss, but he wasn't the boss. So uh, unless he was the boss, in which case, the employee of the month every month is um, is quite a bold thing for him to have done. Across the glass is a big message in red, which really you should have noticed the, as soon as you came in, I guess, uh, saying no more will nugs be made from chicken. That's a lot. Who nowadays has that much political machination? Who's got that much energy to put across a message like that? It's in red. It's in red, but. I mean, is it ketchup? How do you test if something's ketchup? Is there anything stuck on it? Um, what, like chips? <laughs> yeah, right. Because I, <laughs> I guess that would be it. a sign that it was ketchup. Okay, as you hold your chip up and wipe up whatever this red stuff is, it looks different to how you would assume a normal chip in ketchup would look. It's sort of the red goes through. Oh, it the seeps chip, into the potato starch. That's a message in blood of an anti chicken sentiment. Wait, that no, would be pro chicken. It's anti nug. Pro chicken life, pro. Nug choice. What, what do you want to do? You, you passed um, some other chicken shops on the way. They Ooh. don't do the nugs that you're after, but they might be able to, I don't know, shed some light on the situation perhaps. Before I leave, could I potentially uh, grab a few buns and put them in my inventory just so I've got a nice little inventory of buns? I've, I've got five. It's a, it's a moderate amount of buns. Perhaps just for modesty, a single unopened sachet if there's any sachets of mayonnaise. Sure. Do you want to try next door? Yes. Yeah, I'll work my way backwards, retrace my steps. So I guess as you head on inside uh, Chicken en suite, there's <laughs> a few ghostly figures inside. Their kind of pasty faces are hidden under large hats and long coats, and they frantically gorge themselves on meat from their cheery meals. Elsewhere, there's a big burly geezer who stands behind the counter. Okay, so you've got some odd figures eating, and they're proper tucking into yeah. their cheery meals. That's so adorable. I've got good chat. I'd quite like to just... Uh, yell out into the room oh, how's, how's everyone doing great so as if it was part of your type 5 um, roll chat I've got 13 it's a quite a lukewarm response it's not a big cheer for example despite their cheery meals it's more of a um, <laughs> applause they acknowledge you but they're not annoyed that you're there that's all I want out of life ever I just don't want people to be annoyed that I'm somewhere right I'm gonna bomb it up to the replacement boss man the equivalent of my Ronnie I'll ask him if he's seen anything unusual this evening because and no I'm not gonna give a reason as if I'm gonna give away the information also but before that could I order some chicken <laughs> great you can absolutely order some chicken and what um the person says and you can see their name badge which reads Sandy 
and um, they respond, of course you can have some chicken, absolutely. What, what do you mean uh, something unusual? What should I be worried? I haven't seen you around here before. Ah, oh, just, I heard about the cheery meals. I'm just doing the rounds, really. Yeah, sometimes it's good to broaden your horizons. I mean, I am going from chicken to chicken, so it's not... You know, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not mad. Just gonna cast my eye across and see what those other people are eating. What's in their cheery meals? They're all enjoying uh, some nugs and some chips. Uh, that's a, a key feature with a cheery meal. And of course, uh, you can assume probably a toy as well. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Sandy, I'm gonna just amend my order just very briefly. Could I just add the chips? I'll just have some chips. Um, just for now, I'm just putting an order for chips. You could put those on the fryer. Follow-up question, did you hear anything unusual from next door this evening at any point? You know, I don't think so. I didn't hear a sound. I I, I didn't know anything was out of order. Is something wrong with, with Ronnie? No, Ronnie, Ronnie's fine. Ronnie's all right. Um, just he's employee of the month. Ronnie knows what he's doing. Have Do you know Ronnie quite well, do you, Sandy? Oh, I know everyone. Every every chicken shop owner. We, we go way back. And that's why, I don't know if you've heard, but chicken shop owners up and down the street have gone missing. They've started disappearing. And some say it's the, the chicken dipper ripper. And at that moment, everyone in the chicken shop stops, turns and shudders. Oh, oh, so he gets a response. I come in, I ask if everyone's all right, nothing. This is the first time hearing of a chicken ripper dipper. I'm going to share with you some very private information, if that's all right. And I'm going to lean in. First of all, can I have some barbecue sauce as well? Also, Ronnie's not in there now anymore. What? Yeah, no, no, oh don't. You make, no, you're getting too excited already. You're already getting too excited. Don't let everybody know, because it's business. If he's bumped off the chap next door, then maybe... Maybe I'm next. And, and you can see him start kind of freaking out. I didn't mean to do that. Right, I need to roll chat. I need to do a good chat. I got 19! Great. How do you calm him down? R- Sandy, not Ronnie, because Ronnie's probably dead. Sandy, Sandy, don't worry that Ronnie's almost dead. <laughs> see? It's not a brilliant opener. Because I know my banter's so good, I'm kind of like, I'm not that worried. Ronnie, Sandy, again, sorry, I kept mentioning the dead guy, and you might be next, but that's fine. Don't worry, though, because first of all, I'm here. Right, I'm in here now. You've got customers. They're happy. They've got their cheery meals. You're going to have plenty of eyewitnesses for your potential death or human shields for anything else that comes in. So don't worry. I don't, I've got a feeling someone calling themselves the chicken ripper dipper isn't a gun-toting mass murderer. They, they're sort of, they operate under the cover of darkness one-on-one. That's my assumption. And that would be terrible for you when you're walking home. But right now, you're safe. So calm the F down, Sandy. And I'm also, I'm really sorry, but those chips have been cooking for ages, right? And I am really hungry. I'm terrified and hungry. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to say, I brought my own buns. So can I just give you one of them? I'm not going to pay more for a bun. And can you just pop the chips in there so I can have a nice little chip butty? Surprisingly, maybe. You, you've calmed me right down. <laughs> I feel almost at peace after that conversation. I'm really pleased. And he hands you um, a cheery meal. And inside, um, of course, are chips in your own buns. Uh, they are kind of dark blackened chips by this point and some barbecue sauce, I think, as well. <laughs> Come back here later and um, I'll give you some chicken myself. In fact, I need you to do something for me. And as he uh, hands you the cheery meal... You can see him reach into your pocket and withdraw a set of keys. Whoa. Your house keys, in fact. First of all, that is dexterous of you. That, well done. <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed, if anything. You can only applaud it. And, and everyone else there applauds it as well. <laughs> everyone saw. Um, so he's not exactly the greatest pickpocket, because not only did I notice, but loads of people that were eating <laughs> noticed that he stole something from me. Uh, he takes some buns as well as, as he's there. So he takes two of your buns. So it's sort of the keys are between them. So, sorry, what, why did you just take those keys? I need you to stop whoever's responsible. You do that. 
You can have your keys back. Sandy, you drive a hard bargain, but I'll be honest with you, I'm impressed. You're helping me live out my sort of lock, stock and two smoking barrels fantasy right now. I feel quite <laughs> cool. Um, can I have a nickname? Chicket. Fillet uh, of pain. Oh, that's nice. The fillet of pain is fillet of pain. <laughs> coming for you. I'd say scarier than the chicken dipper ripper as well. Yeah, well, he's got something to contend with now, any. So long as I don't start writing my name in ketchup everywhere, then we're all right. Because I don't want to be misconstrued <laughs> as a serial killer. I'm the justice here. I'm the, I'm the nugget of justice that the world is missing. That's beautiful. So poetic again. I feel like you should be writing on these windows because this is lovely. Um, and, he, and he turns to you and he says, uh, have you got any ideas who it could be? Who's behind this? He was dragged forcibly from his shop. And I know Ronnie and he was a man of indeterminate physicality. <laughs> so I think it's probably quite a strong person. I'd have thought. If it's a strong person, it doesn't bode well for Jonathan Majors, who you met on the street. Oh, my God. Jonathan Majors saying. is a strong man. And he's really tall as well. <laughs> Sam, Sandy says to you, um, every building on this street is a chicken shop. Well, every building apart from that new vegan bar, the Carrot Shadow. Carrot Shadow is a great nickname. I wish I'd gone for that, but okay, yeah, no. <laughs> Ever since they opened, chicken shop owners seem to have been disappearing. That's a bold business move if that's got something to do with them. You know, if you do want to get inside the, the Carrot Shadow, they'll probably take one look at you and know you're not a vegan. So have you got any idea something you could use as a disguise sandy i know exactly what i'm gonna do as a meat eater I, I always take the mickey out of my little vegan friends for their pale constitution you're not gonna believe this sandy before i left ronnie's chicken shop i grabbed myself a little sachet of mayonnaise i think if i was to apply that like a film of sun cream there is every <laughs> chance that they might see me and think that person's never eaten protein in their life to help you out too I, i've got this lost property box here as well it's full of things inside why don't you um have a look and see what you can find and that could help out with your uh, your pasty face okay. and um <laughs> Roll a d20 three times to, to see what you get. There's some items in here. Some will be perfect for the job, others less so. And whatever you roll will kind of affect how you are perceived at the carrot shadow. I've rolled myself a nine, an 18, and a one. With that, you've got a um, half marathon medal. Great. You've got um, some jelly shoes. <laughs> right. That's not vegan. Are these made of gelatine or are they or are they little jelly shoes from the 90s? They are jelly shoes from the 90s, yeah. I, I can see the confusion now. If you'd rolled differently, you might have got the gelatine shoes, but uh, thankfully... <laughs> You're okay. And a, and a pimp cane. Oh, well, I mean, that that's the fillet of pain's weapon <laughs> yeah, of choice. Yeah, of course. You look lovely, you know, but I was hoping you might go for the pirate hook. Anyway, <laughs> before you go, enjoy your cheery meal. And, um, and he pulls you in close again and says, let it burn. <laughs> Sandy, you're really intense. And that's not a characteristic I would have thought of you before. But thank you for that cryptic piece of advice i get my pimp cane and on my way out i lean into one of the people that's eating i was like tell everyone you know that the fillet of pain was here it's great it's a great exit covered in mayo you've got your half marathon medal <laughs> all right so we're outside it's a balmy summer's night but also there's murder in the air so maybe not it's a really scary summer's night <laughs> maybe one more shot down i suspect i don't necessarily want to go straight to the carrot shop are they all the same are they all the much like a scooby-doo background yeah in fact you, you go to the next shop down and it is just painted on it's like a two-dimensional I'll, I'll use my cane to scratch into the paint the fillet of pain was here <laughs> i was all gonna do that uh, as i go along everywhere as you approach the carrot shadow scat echoes around you not scat as in shit but scat as in music 
shit music. Well, I've got a pimp cane, so I feel like, I'm, yeah, I'm at least on... That is on brand. In front of you is a, a line made up of kind of several free-spirited vegans dressed in wavy clothes, and do you, you can join the back of the queue, I suppose. I feel confident enough that I'll be able to blend in, so I'll join the back of this vegetable conga line. <laughs> and you watch as one of them reaches the front of the queue, and there's a bouncer there that says, coleslaw, and they respond, cabbage. And the bouncer nods and stamps their wrist. Gently, really gently on the wrist. Another reaches the front and the bouncer says, falafel. And they respond, chickpeas. <gasps> and again, they successfully, they receive a stamp. Wow. And before you know it, you find yourself at the front. Hello. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm the, uh, the Philip Payne. You can see his name badge as well. You can see everyone's name badge. Right. It makes it a lot, a lot easier. It's a really um, helpful his... world that everyone's got their name badge in <laughs> yeah. as well. That's great. Okay. Sorry. You, what's your, oh, your name is there. What is your name? Brayburn. Brayburn? Yeah, that's a cool name. Bernie, 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 Bernie. Are you, are you like the, you're a physical man. Have you ever run a half marathon in your life? Because, <laughs> and then I sort of just flashed the top of it just to get a little glimmer, like like I was trying to signal for a faraway boat on a desert island. I, I glimmer it into his eyes just so he knows that we're on, we're, we've got comparable life experiences. <laughs> nice. And, and you do see his, his eyes do light up at that. But he still, he, he says to you, um, Bloody Mary. Bernie, 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 Bernie. And then I just lean in and I say, tomato. And he nods. What level are you? Philip Payne, for one, so you shouldn't really be asking. But two, I'm level seven. And he looks over at his stamps numbered one to five uh, (laughs) with confusion. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I thought you said, how many days a week am I here? I thought that's what you were saying. But also I'm new. Uh, I've been looking for him in the window for seven, seven days a week and now I'm here for the first time. I am a level... Four. And he gets the stamp and he stamps your wrist. Oh, ow, that hurt because I'm, I'm a vegan. I'm definitely a vegan. Ah. As you step cautiously inside, you can see five different levels connected by a spiral staircase. Each level has its own bar as well. Oh. On the ground floor, there are everyday folk sat around coffee tables. But as you gaze up at the levels above, you can see that each one seems to be more elite than the last. You can just about make out on the fifth floor from where you are that there's a, sort of a VIP area which is cordoned off with, with rope. So as a level four, I suspect I'm allowed to peruse the, the one, two, three sections. I do my traditional fillet of pain move. I walk in and I yell really loud, how's everyone doing? <laughs> Let's roll a chat. I got a six. It's not great. A couple of people maybe look over. Generally speaking, everyone just keeps on doing their thing. There's a reason why you're level one. And then I'd, I'd like to escalate the staircase onto level two and repeat my tactic <laughs> again. Go for it. I got 12. It is better. No one smiled at you yet, crucially. But that's smart because like, I'm the fillet of pain. You don't bare your teeth at the fillet of pain. Otherwise, you're going to get a, a pain in. You're going to get a nug in. Um, all right, let's try level three with an 18. Level three, go wild. This is, oh, you've never people. seen anything like it. You, you feel like this is really your, they immediately embrace you as a friend. First of all, there's a reason you're level three because level one and two, right, awful people. I, I want to find the most vegan pasty person and say do you how often do you come here people sort of gesture you towards her an old woman who is equally kind of wavy and and free and and seems like she kind of inhabits the the vegan vibes i suppose my name is granny smith hello mate your, your majesty your m- madam sorry i did to be informal have you seen anything weird going up and down the stairs this evening anyone weird especially going up the stairs i'd say that the only weird occurrences happen on the top floor i mean I, i've never got in and that's because the level five vegans order a very specific meal and 
And as you, I'm sure, well know, level 5 vegans don't consume anything that casts a shadow. Oh, Granny Smith, this information is so useful. And because of that, I'd like to just promise you that if I get up there, I'm taking you with me. These lot down here, these level 3s, they are absolute brain dead. They're lovely people, but not. You're, I can tell you're different. I'm going to bring you up there and I'm going to give you the level 5 experience. Enjoy, just don't tell anyone. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'm going to go up to level 4 now where I belong because you are, I'd say, one level smaller than me. But don't worry about that. That's all that. And then I'll do like a little flourish and I leave. It's beautiful. So you go up to level 4 and of course you do the same opening again. How do you get on this time? I got a level one response to that, I got a six. A couple of shrugs, people aren't particularly interested. What you do spot this time round is a bar, and above the counter is a list of mains and sides and drinks, which I guess catches your attention more, because the people are so questionable. <laughs> right, I'd like to go up to that bar and I'd ask them, what do they recommend? Nice, so you go over to um, the barmaid and her, fortunately again, another name badge, which reads Pink Lady. There's a woman downstairs called Granny Smith, and I don't know if you- And Brayburn as well. What? <laughs> Alright, that genuinely, I didn't even know, that's mad, that's mad. She says, I can uh, point you at what is above my head, which is uh, mains, sides, drinks, and uh, there's just three of each. Hey, maybe if you, um, maybe if you say the right thing, then you might get what you're after. The right thing? To drink, I'd really like the Bloody Mary. I would also, and can I please try some falafel? I'd love the fal falafel with some Bloody Mary because they pair really nicely together. And another thing, I know what it is. Don't why stop bothering me, stop pestering me. I know, I know what the the thing is. It's just um, uh, what what have you got? I was gonna wait till you uh, tried to say the last one as well, but she responds, "Oh, we haven't got any of those things, but what we do have." <laughs> She um, gestures up to uh, the list above, and you can see on the main section, there's a sun burger, a mountain dog, and a tree wrap. Oh. On the side section, there's front door fries, window hash browns, and chimney mash. And then in the drink section is vodka cranberry, rum and coke, and gin and tonic. I'd recommend you, you go for one of each. That's the, the deal on level four. <laughs> Very level four attitude you've got, pink lady. <laughs> you want to get down on three. They'll chill you out a little bit, mate. Sun, burgers, mountain dew, and tree, <laughs> tea tree. Yeah, we, we can go one by one. So the main is um, sun burger, mountain dog, or tree wrap. Oh, sun, the sun burger. And she nods. And i tell you for why, pink lady, because as a level five vegan at heart, they haven't been promoted me yet, but... I don't like anything that casts a shadow, and how would I know if there was a shadow if the sun didn't exist? She gives you a little smile. Could I please look at the sides? Your options are front door fries, window hash browns, or chimney mash. When the sun's shining, it shines on the door and on a chimney, but it shines through a window, and windows don't cast a shadow. And the smile only grows. Pink lady, you're getting a lot more enjoyable to be around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then your last option is for a drink, vodka cranberry, rum and coke, or gin and tonic. Uh the gin and tonic, please, because it's essentially translucent. The best things that you can yeah, eat in life. <laughs> that famous saying, the best things in life are translucent. <laughs> yeah. Rather than going over to the kitchen area where you would normally expect uh, the food to be, she reveals a stamp and um, Blo gets you lo to... Bloody love a stamp here, don't you? Okay. <laughs> here is my wrist. Look at that. Oh, look at that nimble wrist. She stamps it. Ow. Ow. Thank you. You've got your level five stamp. That was 
Amazing. Oh, thank. I mean, normal. That was normal. Thank you, Pink Lady. That was a totally normal state of affairs. Um, it's quite a process every time you come to the right. club. You assume. <laughs> right. You Hang to... on. So you've got to order a three-course meal on every floor <laughs> if you want to get to five. So you're heading up a level, or just lean down the stairs, the spiral staircase to level three, and I say Granny Smith, and then I just give her that a look that's like I've got you. But then I yell really loud, order all the things that don't cast a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously everyone on level three hears it and they all look at each other and sort of swarm the bar. Oh, this is great. Someone's got to have my back later. The level threes, they're sort of my little army now. They are the fillet of pain army. They're the little nugs. They're the nugs of discomfort. That's my army's name. <laughs> and you're the leader, Grady Smith. But I do put, is there anything around in the bar that's quite heavy, like a table or a chair? Uh, yeah, there's plenty of tables and chairs. I just move the table over the whole of the spiral staircase. <laughs> what, so they can't get up? Yeah, or anyone can get down. Okay. So you've got an army ready to go, but you, that's your way of keeping some distance. I say, this look, I know this looks weird, but I've got a plan. <laughs> so you cover the spiral staircase hole with a table, and uh, it looks pretty secure, as if they can't get through. You're permitted into the cordoned-off area uh, once you present your, your stamp. You arrive midway through a speech given by a tall, thin man, and everyone around you seems to be in a kind of groovy trance. I do my signature move. You know my signature move by now. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> And so you immediately cut through the speech given by this. Oh shit! Uh, this I forgot there was a speech. <laughs> I forgot he was doing a speech. Um, Sorry, I just get excited about things that haven't got shadows. And what you notice from where you are is that the, the person making the speech is holding a kind of set of golden salad plates, and behind him is a uh, a wooden chicken effigy. Bloody hell. Next to that, there's a big banner which says, no more will nugs be made from chicken. That's, I second that. I agree. I'll say it really loud. This person sort of resumes their speech. Brothers, sisters, I, Jazz, dream of a day when every building on this street is run by us, for us. Vegan bars, vegan cafes, vegan zoos with empty cages, and all built from renewable wood. Though perfect for our beliefs, worryingly flammable, this bar is but the first step on a long journey. One we will walk together in. One of you is not faithful to our cause. One of you is a meat eater. Reveal yourself. I can smell the cheery meal on your clothes. The crowd members all take a step away from you. Right, I take my medal and I hold it up and I go, stand back. I've got two feet <laughs> and they go at plus one. And Jazz responds with, um, why are you causing Beyond Beef with us? <laughs> I say... I think this is nice. You're all wavy, happy, lovely people. Granny Smith on three, by the way. She deserves promotion. She's amazing. Pink lady. Nah. Do you intend to be violent with these people? Because violence seems against your message. But I've noticed... Where is Ronnie? That's what I say. <laughs> say, where's my boss man, Ronnie? Oh, you mean one of the chicken shop owners? Employee of the month, Ronnie. Use his full title or not at all. Not at all. Where is he? Why would we know where where he is? Uh, has he gone missing? Oh, don't give me that, you celery-loving piece of hummus. Well, that couldn't be us, could it? We, we, we wouldn't hurt him. We'd believe that no animal deserves to die. Though perhaps we should make an exception just this once. And the crowd starts to... <gasps> close in around you. Jazz, you sound like Tony Blair when you talk and that has made me so angry. And I rolled a 17, but I'm not sure why because I just got too excited. For feet, maybe? I would like to run and grab that wooden chicken effigy. I've got 
rubber shoes. Sam, I've got rubber shoes. I'm going to put my rubber shoes on. I think that should give me the edge. I've got 17 in rubber shoes. I'd like to nimbly jump to get the wooden effigy and then make my way back to the exit of level five. You jump and spring and leap onto the chicken effigy because what I would say is that the chicken effigy is huge. Oh, it was so far away. I thought it was small. So you do very successfully do it, but you sort of land on top. You're sort of riding this um, giant wooden chicken. As you kind of land on top of it, you feel something almost slip out of your pocket and you remember the cheery meal that was gifted to you. (gasps) Oh my God, I've still got my cheery meal. And I've had some of the chips, but I'm glad I saved most of it because it feels quite important. In my cheery meal though, Oh, there's there's a toy. As you look inside, um, you see in place of a toy, I suppose, is a lighter. <gasps> That's a very weird toy to have in a <laughs> meal, but I fully respect it. And, and as you take it out, although maybe you don't realise you're doing it, you, you kind of hold it up above the uh, chicken effigy and they all take a step back in, in fear, uh, unsure of what you might do next. I say a great man once sacrificed his livelihood for justice, right? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that man was Ronnie. I'm not talking about Ronnie. I'm talking about Sandy. Sandy, the chicken shop owner, who has thus far not been given enough credit and recurring storyline in this (laughs) story, once said to me, very hauntingly, to burn it all. I think I invoke the spirit of Sandy! (laughs) <laughs> and I try to flick the lighter and I'm just going to roll. And I've got 20. I've got 20. Oh. I've got 20. So I've flicked the lighter. I don't know why I felt like I needed to. Because <laughs> lighters are pretty right. intuitive. But I've got 20. So I, I guess it lights. You flick the lighter. You chuck it into the kind of the head of this uh, wooden chicken effigy. Yeah. And because of the bounciness of your jelly shoes, you manage to leap off before you yourself are wounded. Good. It, immediately, this whole chicken um, catches fire and, and you remember what Jazz said about the, the kind of renewable wood that they use. Yeah. And suddenly the fire spreads all around level five, just as um, Granny Smith <laughs> and her, her friends arrive, thrilled at the prospect of, of finally making it inside level five. They got through the table, they made it upstairs. A whole herd of people kind of run in her direction as uh, the whole room is engulfed with flames. My main priority is to make sure Granny Smith survives this encounter, right? <laughs> yeah. So I say, Granny Smith, run, obviously, that's the first thing. I know this is taking a long time to explain and you'd rather be running. Tell them to wait outside. Tell them to go outside the front of the building. The fire it quickly spreads. The ceiling caves in and that, that anti-carnivore banner is engulfed by flames and Granny Smith heeds your advice. She she leads um, her army now, yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. downstairs. You follow behind and um, as you go to exit down the spiral staircase, you can see Jazz sort of stumble backwards into the smoke and disappear. Oh no, Jazz, he's gone all mysterious. So you come out of five, you go down to four and get quite a meagre response. I say, Pink Lady, why are you still here? You, I, I did not count on you being this dedicated to your job get out as well you have been helpful go meet Brayburn and and golden lady smith golden delicious no granny smith you'll see her she's an old lady the puns are not important stop asking me pink lady i would like to try and slide down the spiral staircase together great yeah do you want to roll um feet 17 um yeah describe how you how you slide on down is it down the banister down definitely down the banister but with the added weight of pink lady means that we gather a lot more momentum it's got a cool run-ins feel to it <laughs> so you arrive at the bottom you're on level one again um presumably are you just heading out do you lead them all out yeah i lead them out and i'm hoping that my army is there my my nuggets of discomfort 
Rayburn is there. Yeah. I'd say confu- somewhat confused, probably. Yeah. As a whole sea of vegans, um, a Segan, if you will, uh, sort of <laughs> gather in the street. Well done, everyone. That was, I know we've got mixed allegiances here, but we've got out of that fire quite well. I think everyone on level five is dead i'm not 100 percent sure because if they weren't the buildings come down now as well it was a bit mad did anyone grab those really expensive looking golden salad bowls because that i'd like to have take one of those away not not priority not a priority i'm just just checking granny you know what granny smith shakes you by the hand and she's not to be fair she didn't see you uh light the fire in the first place i fully lit that fire and i'll tell you why because I told you I was going to get you to level five. And if I couldn't get you to level five, I was going to bring level five to you. She looks a bit upset, actually, for maybe obvious reasons, you know, nearly dying. And she continues down the street and some of her nuggets of discomfort follow her. More discomforted than ever because they're still on fire. Yeah, no, some of them some of them will get burned. <laughs> right, so I've sent off a sort of guerrilla army led by Granny Smith. I appreciate I've lost their trust by setting fire to their building. Yeah, and... Keep my distance respectfully from the army. But I would, I'll go back to Sandy's chicken shop. I'll just check on the way that my graffiti is still there. Yep, yeah, definitely was it. I look at it and I go, Fillet of Pain was... Who's, oh, that's me. Oh, because I only thought the nickname an hour ago. Right, yeah, no, that's me. Okay, I'm definitely still here. I'm on the streets. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so you go back to Chicken on Sweet and uh, you're met with open arms. I mean, Sandy is thrilled. He says, oh, I could fry a bloody albatross on that. Yeah, I could see that fire from a mile off. You, you did such a, an amazing job. Thank you so much. Hey, we're just about to close up, but... um. I said I'd get you some chicken. Let me get you some chicken. Here's some nugs on the house. He starts kind of frying some meat and, and he puts the uh, some nuggets into a box and says, oh, now where, where did I put those keys? And he has a little search around. Sandy, it's been a long night. There's two things I need you to know. One is that I don't think that we should be cooking chickens anymore because it's a sentient being. It casts a shadow, but so does a, a bottle of coke right i'm not i don't give a shit about the shadows but the chicken is alive that's the first thing you should know the second thing you should know there's three now things that you should know the second thing they should know is that i'm grateful for that lighter because it lit up a bit of my brain that i previously thought was in the shadows all right and with that do you i'm not finished sandy sandy (laughs) sandy there's a reason ronnie was the employee of the month i've never seen your picture up in it because you talk too much sandy one it's been a long night and i don't think we should cook chickens Two, thank you for that lighter. That was odd, but very useful thing to have. It might be your undoing, however, because the third piece of information that's really important to you to know is that I just rolled a 20. I don't think I want Sandy to leave this place alive because I am now disgusted. I'm not, I am not. didn't tell Sandy that. So you've rolled a natural 20 for Braun. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that t- Sandy needs to have a taste of their own advice. I'm, I'm going to burn it all. You flick the lighter, yeah. you throw it, into the um, vat of oil oh as my he God. there. Or at least he was there. But he's moved whilst you were talking, as you were talking for a while, you know, whilst he was searching for the keys. As the oil catches fire and you notice that he's disappeared, you see in the box of nuggets that he's given you a toenail sticking out of one. And he says from behind you, I agree. No more should nugs be made from chicken. Humans are far less expensive. And he thwacks you round the head. <laughs> Oh my Um, god, I misjudged this situation completely. You wake up to find yourself chained to a tiled wall, and you appear to be in some sort of abattoir. Uh, Next to you is the face of someone you recognise, and it's it's Ronnie McFowl. Wait, hang on, is it just a face? It is a face, and it's at least a torso. 
but not much more. And it's... <laughs> boss man! Boss man! And I keep hitting him on his head. And uh, he kind of wakes up. No! It's... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And, and says, um, those nugs you ordered, that was my leg. And, of course, you look down and see that he is he is missing legs. Um, I ordered them, but I didn't eat them. I ate the chips. They didn't make chips out of you, presumably. That was about potatoes. And, and you kind of gaze around the room in, in horror to see that all sorts of different humans are, are kind of caged up and battered in places and missing various limbs. And they all, in their cages, look at you hungrily and cackle to one another as if mad. And like Ronnie, they all wear chicken shop uniforms. Oh, my God, Ronnie. <laughs> I think you can assume they're from all these different chicken shops up and down the street. They must be all of the ones who had been disappearing. Right. Um, there's even, uh, you know, a, a two-dimensional one who was working at the 2D chicken shop next door. <laughs> and um, I can't apologise enough. I led an army of people... And I nicknamed that army the Nuggets of Discomfort. I now know, Ronnie, that the only Nuggets of Discomfort that are really meaningful to this story are the Nuggets of Discomfort that came from your human leg centre. <laughs> yeah. Delicious, though. They still probably might be. If I have some later, I will not eat them in front of you out of respect. <laughs> I'd say he appreciates your apology. Um, oh, does he actually? Let's I roll rolled a one. one. <laughs> he doesn't appreciate your apology. Uh, he's fuming. <laughs> Uh, he, <laughs> he, he, he could not be angrier and he sort of shuffles what are you going to do hit me <laughs> kick me I've got a plus one how many have you got minus two it looks like Ronnie on feet <laughs> what do you want to do got any of my buns left he's left your buns he left what was it you used two he had another two I think you've got one bun left one bun is all Jesus needed to feed 5,000 I look at these cackling hungry people and I do a full on Jesus the fillet of pain, open brackets, the new chicken Jesus, close brackets. I tell you, friends, um, I'm going to go and amend the uh, graffiti later to include that. And I hand out bits of bread to everyone in the hopes that it will make them less angry and hungry. You withdraw a bun and, and you do, you, you kind of like um, like in Mean Girls, like the crown at the end, you sort of, you take, take different pieces, <laughs> you throw it around to the different, and, and very successfully so. As you do that, you notice that you are chained up on the sort of handcuffs are like a, a five-letter code. The other chicken shop owners, they do tuck into the bits of bread that they've got, but they're not too pleased. They don't, they kind of spit it back out. Okay. As you notice that, a, a metal door, a huge metal door swings open and um, you hear the voice, well, well, well. Looks like I got you to do my dirty work for me. I never liked those vegans and I definitely wasn't a fan of their plans to put me out of business. I can't That's right. believe it. It was me. I'm the Chicken Dipper Ripper. Oh, you made up a nickname and everything. And I learned that from you. Although you technically did it afterwards, but it sounded cool. That's how good my nickname uh, is, that it retroactively <laughs> gave you a nickname before you even heard of me. Like, that yeah. aside, I can't believe you. I thought I was doing God's work. I was doing the devil's work. Chicken oh, yeah. flipper shitter. I trashed your favourite fast food joint and left the message in Ronnie's blood. Taking care of my competition in the process, that was a dream. There is an excessive amount of chicken shops after all. And um, I'll pop back in a minute and give you a good battering. And I mean that in both senses of the word. And Sandy uh, closes the door. Behind him, it slams shut. You can tell there's a real clock ticking here. Yeah. Of He is about to return and um, 
probably turn you, at least a part of you, into some nugs. Does anyone know the code to this? Ronnie shows you that he's got the same sort of code on his handcuffs, and okay. he points over at a diagram on a nearby chalkboard with the title, What to Make Nugs from Next? And um, there's kind of two columns beneath, and on one side is the word chicken, and on the other is brood. So there's kind of like an arrow leading from one word to the other. Next to brood are the words smack, plump, bloat and crash and beneath chicken are the words duck hippo rhino and jellyfish and jellyfish is circled as well and it says uh, my favorite so they don't cast a shadow oh is that just yeah, maybe is that- <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think of it when making the puzzle but i like it <laughs> so there's chicken and underneath it says there's a bunch of animals like duck hippo jellyfish mm-hmm. and another one none of them are linked up uh, <gasps> so you've just got chicken leading to brood but all the other animals aren't linked up that's great the noun polarizations i love it it's what i do all day long i can't believe it's finally i've got this full-on slumdog millionaire moment i've experienced all <laughs> these plural nouns right okay ronnie although he's still a bit pissed off with you he says sandy's favorite seems to be jellyfish maybe that's what you should go for. Ronnie, you're so smart. I can see why you're the employee of the month. Sandy likes jellyfish because it doesn't cast a shadow, but probably not. But subconsciously, maybe Sandy's a vegan. But that's a different story. I think we should look at the word bloat because mm-hmm. I think that a bloat of jellyfish is a thing, Ronnie. Ronnie, stop interrupting me, Ronnie. Yes, I think it is. I tried to move the letters of my... I said, I'm not even going to do my own first, Ronnie. I'm going to do yours first. And you're going to feel so stupid when that comes off. And I put it into Ronnie's that says bloat. Unfortunately, (laughs) nothing happens. (laughs) um, Ronnie, give it a jiggle, Ronnie. Ronnie, uh, no, give it a jiggle. He gives it a good jiggle. And as he does, you can hear the footsteps of Sandy slowly coming back. I'd say you probably got maybe another go at this before he arrives. Ronnie, I can't believe what a stupid suggestion that was. From in the future, don't interrupt me, right? Because you threw me off my game. So there might be some sort of process of elimination here as well. A group of hippos is probably called a a plump of hippos because they're quite plump. Shut up, Ronnie. I'm trying to think. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Shut up, everyone. Uh, Yeah, I get it. Right, okay. Also, forget what I just said. Does anyone know (laughs) the answer? I'm sorry I was being a dickhead. I says... How's everybody doing? <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a combination of snarls and uh, agonising screams, I suppose. I say, you know what the plural noun for you lot is? A dickhead. <laughs> Can I use my intelligence to deduce anything else that might help if I roll a really high intelligence? Yeah, why don't why don't you roll brains, yeah? 20. <laughs> You've, that's serious. That is serious. Okay, great. I mean, with that, plump doesn't sound particularly jellyfish-like, nor does crash. The only other option is smack. I say, Ronnie, you're going to feel like such an idiot when I do this. And I'm going to do it to you first again. And I put the word S-M-A-C. And then when I'm doing the K, I just look him in the eye and I say, don't ever, ever, ever make me look like an idiot ever again. And then I click it over to the K and hoping for the sound of a little clink. And as you do that, it does. It clicks into place. It unlocks. And Ronnie is free. And... Immediately, Ronnie turns to you and looks angrily at you and sort of crawls in the opposite direction. Do you? Are you going to unlock yourself as well, I presume? I am. I'm just weighing up my options because if Ronnie's yeah. sort of escaped and he's getting away, there is a chance that Sandy will be distracted. So I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I'm just going to undo my own one, but I'm going to stay there like I'm still captured. But as you do, you hear from elsewhere a clanging sound and you see that Ronnie is fiddling with the locks on the cages of his fellow 
chicken shop owners and he says, he must pay for what he's done. Go, my brothers, feast. Um, and as he does, in, in that moment, uh, Sandy opens the door and says, what the hell is going on in here? The chicken shop owners are released and they immediately pounce on Ronnie and they start tearing him apart. Ronnie? Um, Ronnie, yeah, because he's, he's closest to the cage. So they, they've just immediately pounced on top of him. They start devouring him like a succulent piece of southern fried chicken. Sandy's attention is over there yeah. as these chicken shop owners are kind of surveying the area for their next meal. Right, so I'm going to use my feet, both of them. Sorry, Ronnie. I got 14. I just want to get to the door of the room. Are you going to try and manoeuvre past Sandy? He sort of stood in front of the door at the moment. I'm going to do that. I do have a little medal. Ah, like a sort of a garrote. (laughs) (laughs) What I'd like to do is garrote him and then lean into his ear and say, you thought you were going to get away with this, but there's one thing you didn't count on. In fact, there's a massive sequence of events that you didn't count on that led to this moment. One of those things is that you didn't realise that you were dealing with the fillet of pain open brackets, the new chicken Jesus, comma, the freer of Ronnie and the burner of wooden chickens, the mother of dragons. (laughs) And I list them for so long. By this point, the other rabid chicken shop owners are sort of at your feet now. Good timing. That's what that was the timing was for. So they've eaten through Ronnie. Ronnie's had his send off. And then I let go of the garrote and I like kick like in 300. And I say, this is... The chicken on sweet! <laughs> kick him really hard. The horde leap on top of the chicken dipper ripper and rip him apart. What an ironic nickname you've got there. But this will only keep them busy for so long. So you've got to, you've got to find your house keys because you know they're somewhere out front. They'll be coming for you next. Yes, I run really fast with my fast feet. What you notice is obviously the oil was on fire but it's now been put out. The area is quite scorched off the back of your lighter. What catches your eye actually when your attention is drawn to the, uh, the oil, the vats of oil, is that you can see something shiny uh, at the bottom of them. Oh my God, he's... Frying the keys. This man is a pervert. And I'm glad he's eaten by other perverts. I would like to hold my hand a few centimetres above the oil to make sure it's not boiling, scalding hot. So it, it is. Right, it's, glad it's I did that. Very hot. I think there's only one really obvious, obvious option, and that is to coerce a passerby. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, I've got a, I've got a cane. He had he had confiscated the cane, but that does remind you that there was a box of lost property which might have other useful things inside. Sandy's no longer the gatekeeper to that treasure trove. I shall peruse it myself. I can tell you what you do see. All the things that you could have worn earlier, uh, (laughs) such as a cagoule, an Ugg boot, grandma's nighty, there's a 10-gallon hat, a wooden tie, a clip-on mullet. You've Mm. just gone over 10-gallon hat like the killer of pain isn't going to wear a (laughs) 10-gallon hat. That's a given. Surely that's going on my head. Oh yeah, you can can absolutely take it. But as you do, these rabid chicken shop owners, they come down the hallway and they've just turned and they've spotted you got a 10 gallon hat on and i start to cry a little bit <laughs> i stand there i do a little cry then i think to myself right i've got to get this if ronnie who was the best man i know if he can lose his legs for chicken i can sacrifice one hand for this mission and i plunge my hand and hope for the best you dunk your hand, you scream in pain and pull it out as quickly as possible. You successfully retrieve your keys, but do of course fry your arm in the process. And um, whilst you're screaming in pain, a couple of the chicken shop owners pounce at you and throw you to the floor. Um, and it's annoying because in that moment, you notice the uh, pirate hook, which uh, which she mentioned <laughs> earlier, that, that would have been handy. I went for a cowboy aesthetic instead of a pirate aesthetic and look where it got me. Just before the, the monsters can pierce your flesh and, and bite into you, 
the doors, the front doors swing open and you see your scorched vegan friends, the <gasps> likes of Jazz, Pink Lady. Oh my God, they came back Greyburn, Granny Smith, and of course, Jonathan Majors as well. Johnny Smith! You rallied the troops. He's grateful for your advice. Kang the Conqueror. And... <laughs> That's right. I mean, not him. Not anymore. Jazz begins reading from those and now kind of scorched golden salad plates and the creatures watch on in awe as he shows them the light of veganism. You are welcome within our community anytime, he says, and and they too enter that groovy trance that you saw earlier. They release you and they sort of uh, join Granny Smith's army. The nugs of discomfort, they're pretty battered as well, um, so they'll fit right in. And uh, you seem to be safe and Jazz takes a step towards you and says, um, we recognize now that there must be some harmony between the carnivores and the vegans if we want to thrive. We will rebuild what was lost. No animal deserves to die. And um, he helps you to your feet to, by the other arm, obviously, uh, before saying, Vegans, away! <laughs> and he sort of vanishes in the mist, but you see Granny Smith hold a moment with you. She sheds a single tear and um, sort of touches the window. I'll just give her a little tap before she goes on the window. Presumably all this exertion we've done has steamed the windows up to a degree. There's a little bit of condensation in the window. I just, I just take my little finger... And I put it on the window and I just slowly start to trace out the number five (laughs) on the window. I point to her and then I point to my heart and I say, you are level five through and through, you sour bitch. And I mean that as a compliment. You, you, (laughs) you tart, sour bitch. I love a Granny Smith at the best of times and you are the best one ever. And yeah, then I'll leave her to go on her way. And they continue into the distance. And as you step out of the chicken shop, you kind of watch them all go as as now a community. And you walk past Chicken Menagerie. Yeah. Scratch my name into that because I forgot to do that. Fillet uh, of pain. No, the fillet of compromise. Nice. Not love, crucially. I'm not sort of 4180. This is like a, I've done a seven... Whatever. I've done a 90. I've done a 90 degree. And for once in your life, you're not hungry. You don't fancy chicken at all. Maybe this really was for you. Why Why you are a vegetarian now? Is it the reason? That is exactly what happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you arrive at your house. You unlock. You use your battered keys to unlock the door. You did it. You made it home. I made it home. Congrats. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that trip down memory lane. <laughs> there was a few details. Uh, different. Granny Smith, a much bigger character than the, the two lines that I initially gave her as well, which is, <laughs> is lovely. I would just like to say, in closing, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Go Home You're Drunk is a Giggle Mug Sounds production, starring Jordan Gray, written and edited by Sam Cochran, with Xavier Fawcett as script consultant, additional edits by Alex Prescott, who is also our crash test dummy. Music composition and recording by Benedict Richardson, artwork by Bethany Weston, and of course you can check out Jordan Gray on all her socials at TallDarkFriend across Insta, Twitter, Facebook. And what an incredible first guest for the podcast. Guys, if you enjoyed it, please tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Next episode coming 27th of February.